Welcome to the Chamber Voice of Business podcast. I am Steve Cox with the Rogers Lowell Area Chamber of Commerce, and we have been on a little bit of a kind of a COVID break on the uh, on the podcast here, and uh, but we are finally getting back into it. And Zoom has been a godsend in the fact that we can uh, have these podcast recordings and be able to do it not having people. Uh, and uh, specifically today, because we got such a large group uh, here on the Voice of Business podcast, we're going to be joined by a couple of teachers from Rogers New Tech High School. We have Casey Bay who is the pre-AP English teacher, pre-AP English 2, got to make sure I get that right, and a creative writing teacher for Rogers New Tech High School, and Danny Burtis, who teaches AP World History and Student Leadership, and we're going to talk to them about some fun projects that they did with some of their students, the integration of technology into learning, and how soft skills taught in even non-workforce or CTE classes are still relevant to careers across Northwest Arkansas and across the country today, and we're going to be joined by uh, several of their students that participated in this fun project and we get to hear a little bit about their experience of what it was like to record a podcast as part of a school project. So again, we look forward to this great conversation here on today's Voice of Business podcast. All right. Well, Casey, thank you so much for joining us. Daniel, you are here as well. And we got, what, six, seven, eight students uh, jo joining us all here today. So we, we are excited to have you guys as part of the Chamber Voice of Business podcast. And uh, Casey, Danny, why don't you start talking a little bit about what the what the project was, what it what what you guys did. It was kind of a very unique take on uh, education. I certainly never got to experience anything like that when I was going through high school. So uh, could, could you let us know what's going on? I'm gonna let Casey start us off. <laughs> <laughs> always, always good. How, how gentle. We moved you, on to two projects in the in the future. I can't quite even remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We definitely move fast. So um, this project was a way for us to assess students' understanding of the impacts that um, imperialism had on indigenous populations and. Uh, one of the things that we try to do at New Tech is make our projects as relevant and as real life as possible. Um, and while they might not ever get asked to talk about the impacts on indigenous peoples, if they're in the business world, what they would get to experience hopefully is like how to research, how to plan, how to put together a final product um, for someone. Um, <clears throat> and for this project, we decided to participate in the NPR Student Podcast Challenge. Um, to even up that um, that real world uh, applicability a little bit more, and so that's what we focused on in this project. Why why podcasting specific? I mean, how does that tie into you know? I mean, you're, you're a pre pre AP English teacher. We have AP World History. I I understand the educational aspect of it, but you know the embracing of technology there. Like, what was what was the uh, kind of rationale behind that thought? Um, so I think just in general here at New Tech, we try to embrace technology. One of the kind of founding um, or one of the kind of pillars of our school at the beginning was that every learner would have a MacBook um, and MacBook specifically uh, because we had options of like Chromebooks and things like that, uh, but MacBook specifically because we wanted them to have the computing power to be able to edit video, edit audio, do those types of things. Um, for a couple of reasons. One, technology is so integral in our world today, any job that you get. Uh, and then two, it uh, increases the engagement. Um, most of the kids that go here 
are interested in technology uh, in one way or another. And it kind of allows us to, maybe they're not as interested in the content that we're covering, but they are interested in the product creation and how to do a podcast or how to do a video, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. That, that's really cool. Like I, I uh, you know, from, from our perspective here, me being a, a former communications major and things like that, obviously I've always had an interest in that sort of thing and, you know, getting to, to help do the podcast here. But did you look at it as purely an educational thing or kind of from, from my perspective where, where I see it as a soft skills training? Because you hear employers all over the place talk about a lack of soft skills um, and good communication is, is definitely a, a soft skill that employers are looking for. Yeah, I would say that basically everything we do is a training in soft skills and the kids can comment on this as well. Um, you know, they, they work in groups all the time. They have to learn to communicate with each other. They have to learn to um, deal with conflicts and, and manage their time. And um, probably the hardest thing that I do on a daily basis is to step back and say, okay, I'm going to let them figure this out because that's mm-hmm. how we learn best. That's definitely my uh, biggest struggle as a facilitator. <laughs> It's like those parenting questions if you're either a lawnmower parent or a helicopter parent, you kind of kind of feel that way with being an, uh, an instructor as well. Yes. All right. Well, I'd love to hear from some of the students that got to participate on this. I mean, what was, or I guess maybe before we get to that, I, I would like a little clarification. The, the NPR uh, podcast challenge, could you maybe explain what that was uh, or what that is and, and kind of how that tied in? Uh, yeah, NPR does a podcast challenge and it's, geared towards, um, I think it was grades fourth through um, early college, and they do different categories um, for like age groups, right? But um, the content, like what you create your podcast over is really flexible and um, open to them. So we were able to mesh together these like historical concepts that we were covering with the idea of the podcast. Um, And our learners did a really good job of not only just like talking about history, but talking about like modern implications, which is, you know, when history becomes much more relevant. Right. And, you know, I, th- I think it was, uh, it, please correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. World History teacher, but uh, <laughs> if we do not learn from history, we're destined to repeat it. Yeah, we talk about that a lot in our <laughs> class, um, that and, and being engaged and active and well-informed citizens. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, we got some, you, I keep saying students and I realize I'm saying that incorrectly because at New Tech, the, the teachers are instructors and the students are learners, correct? So I, I need to, I need to change that vocab in my mind. So the teachers are facilitators. Yeah. Oh, but facilitators. The, there we go. The, yeah. The students are learners. <laughs> All right. Well, let, let's hear from some, some learners. We got several on the call here and uh, we'd just love to hear from, from your experience. And, and Casey, I'll let you, can you're, you're kind of in the room with them, uh, let you kind of pick who's coming off mute so we don't get, you know, eight conversations flowing at once. So would, uh, who, who's up first? Um, so one of the people that I feel like maybe liked the history less, but really loved the um, editing and kind of took off with that was Eli. So I was thinking maybe Eli could start by talking about that process of, of dealing with um, the technology side of things. Yeah, absolutely. Eli, thanks for joining us. <clears throat> yeah. So, so about the, oh. sorry. Oh yeah, no, please go for it. I was going to talk about the editing. Sometimes it was really difficult and it took, I had to actually do it twice because the first time I messed up and completely crashed it on after making the after doing all of the editing 
and the cutting and making it into a, a final form, I got rid of it on accident. Oh, that's hard to deal with. Yeah, I, we, I kinda, we've all been there, man. Yeah, I kind of didn't touch it for a few hours after that. But then right after, I was like, so whatever, I'll just do it again. But it was really cool because I got to go in. I, I took out very specific parts, even parts where we had to redo, and I was able to transition it. It sound like it wasn't even noticeable. Right. And it that made it our final podcast. That made it final. That's great. Had, had you took, had any... About an hour. Uh, about an hour to edit? Wow. What was the total podcast? Total edit. Uh, did you ask how long it was? Yeah. Our final podcast was about eight minutes. So it took you over an hour. Well, two hours, really, because you had to do it twice to, to edit something yeah. that's only eight minutes long. Had you had experience mm-hmm. with editing before, whether video or, or audio before, and you just kind of flew yeah, in, yeah. kind of have to learn as you went? Yeah, I edit audio. I um, I do music whenever I'm at home, and so I already have experience messing with audio or editing audio doing whatever I need to do. So I just used my knowledge from that and used it for a podcast. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. So kind of a, it's kind of a self-taught editor, but uh, definitely sounds like you, you put in some good work to get that, uh, get that clip down to, to eight minutes there. Um, so what do you see that something like did that ignite any new passions in you? Or is that kind of saying, Hey, maybe it gives you a little bit more, uh, more trust in your musical abilities, knowing that you have some more experience with editing as you're as you're producing music and things like that. Yeah, it gave me more experience for sure. I was more comfortable with that having parts out, and the experience you you could always use more experience. You know, always have room for growth and to mm-hmm. learn more. And so, messing not mess, but editing audio that wasn't strictly music and going into certain parts. Uh, I learned how to do that on mobile, actually, instead of a computer. Oh, wow. And so that's pretty important too. you know, be able to do it on both platforms. Absolutely. Because you never know when inspiration is going to strike, right? Yeah. All right. Well, Eli, thank you for joining us. We're going to, we got to keep, keep this rolling. So we're going to shift to another student. Casey, you got uh, somebody else lined up for us? Sure. Um, so I, the next person I think I would like to talk to would be, the rest of that group. So Eli was in a group with Seth, Yahir, and Jonathan, and um, they chose like a really complex part of history um, and really made some like modern connections. And um, so I want to talk to them about kind of the scripting process and the writing process where they made some like really brave choices. Cool. They probably don't want to talk about it, but... (laughs) Let, let's hear about them guys what was uh what was the what was that connection that you did and what was that very kind of t- touchy subject that we got on we're not gonna we're not gonna try to get blown up in our comments section or anything so nothing too crazy but uh, guys uh, what tell us about the project um okay so our product was about how the imperialism of the spanish brought uh, toxic masculinity to the americas and how that carried it over to modern times. So we kind of did like how it was before they imperialized, how it was during imperialism and how it carries on into modern life. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, like Jonathan, he did a really good job scripting everything. Like he planned it out, he did really good. Um, we tied everything together and, you know, it just went really well. 
so, so you went full scripted. You didn't go kind of off the cuff, kind of like what we're doing here today. You had you had everything written out, pre-planned, and then and then yeah. went that approach. What was it that made you decide to, to take that approach and actually physically write everything out ahead of time? I guess because like I think it was probably more easier because you know we had everything planned out. We knew what we were going to say, and we could focus on how we would present that um like because when they wrote it they told me okay you're going to speak it and I was like okay cool and I sounded really monotone and I could focus on um changing the tone of my voice to make it sound more interesting rather than focusing on the content itself gotcha yeah it's almost like two different languages English to be read mm -hmm. English to be heard are, are yeah. there's there's subtle differences but they're noticeable sometimes so um, so looking at that, what was the process like in terms of, you know, I, I mean, obviously making that connection is, is definitely creative outside the box thinking. And, you know, from a, from our perspective, from the chamber, looking at this from a workforce development side, do you feel that that helped maybe, you know, create some new fire off some new synapses in your brain and maybe start thinking, at, looking at things a little bit differently? Cause employers are always asking for, you know, creative solutions and outside the box thinking. Mm, I think so because um, they, like when we wrote it and we were recording it, they told me, all right, well, you got to feel this. You got to learn how it was in their perspective. And I think, you know, trying to think outside the box and uh, focusing on what we wanted to display to the listener was important. Yeah. When you were writing, did you have a time limit in mind where you said, okay, we have to keep this at eight minutes or less? And so... Mm -hmm. Trying to get all yeah. that information into an eight minute yeah. speech. That's, yeah. Yeah, that was very difficult. Keeping uh, it under the, eight minutes. The, the editing is, is always, always difficult on that. So, Eli, were you raising your hand there, man? Yeah, I was going to say our original podcast was actually over 10 minutes, around 10 or 11. We had to cut certain parts out so that we could keep it within the time frame. So, was that an individual decision or did you guys collectively come up with that as a group deciding where to make those cuts? We all decided as a group which parts were not completely necessary so that we could shorten it to the time. That's awesome. That's awesome. Casey, I think you said there was one other person in, in the group. Yeah, there's two. So Seth is in oh. there, but he's saying his audio isn't working. And then Jonathan um, is uh, also part of that group. Um, I don't know why Seth's audio is not working, but um, technology, Jonathan, man. Yeah. So I think Jonathan could probably talk really clearly about the revision process um, and how much went into writing his script. And um, I mean, I read that thing how many times, Jonathan? Um, a lot of times. A lot of times, right? Because he really is articulate with his words and um, really careful with how he says things. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe talk about that like revision process and being willing to put in the extra work to make a really high quality final product. Yeah, how many how many revisions did you go to? I mean, you could never be too prepared for uh, for a project like this. It sounds like yeah. Well, um, our original script took us like a day to write, but the thing is, the way I see it is, an original script it's supposed to change all the time, so you're supposed to keep working on it and working on it until it shows what you want people to see. Yeah, and so how long? So I guess maybe the question is. The writing process took about a day. How long did the revision process take? Did you spend more time rewriting or just kind of made some quick cuts here and there? Yeah, for sure. The revision process took like basically the whole project. So like 
from the time we wrote the script all the way until we were done recording. You were just revising it over and over. So was it a challenge to finally get to the point of, hey, this is this is good enough? Or, I mean, if you listen to it again now, would you go back and hear, oh, I could have done this better. Oh, I should have worded this differently. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's always room for improvement. I think what we got was we did pretty well, but there's always some things you can change. So how did you guys handle uh, any conflict in that group? I mean, because that's, a, you know, working together in a group, that's something you see a lot in office environments. And, you know, no matter where you are, no matter where you work, you're going to work with people and conflicts mm -hmm. going to arise. So how did, how did you guys handle that? If there was a disagreement on we need to keep this versus let's cut this? Um, well, I mean, in our group, what we did was that we were like, of course, like everyone has their own. Uh, ways of thinking but what we, what we would do is that we would talk about it as a group and make sure that everyone like came to a consensus because mm -hmm. of course one person thinks that they're right but one person could always be wrong but as a group you can make a final decision I, I love that you use that word consensus because that's really what it was about of you know putting ego aside and not just saying I have to be right because I have to be right but doing what's best for the group and for the project that, that's awesome Thanks, guys. Oh, um, oh, oh, yeah, go ahead, please. Well, the other group, <clears throat> Alisa and Melissa are here, and one of their group members wasn't able to make it, um, but they had a completely different take on the process, and they uh, did something totally original. And so I would love to get them to talk a little bit about what they did. Yeah, absolutely. What, what, what different approach did you all take? So for our podcast, um, we decided to take an apology okay so for our podcast we our um, topic was um in residential schools in canada and their effect on indigenous peoples um in canada and mm -hmm. what we did was we found an apology that um the minister of canada in 2008 gave um to the population and we kind of analyzed it and pointed out some specific parts that we thought um he didn't do very well or he needs to act up upon things like that so, so you found the, the non-apology apology and, and tried to, you know, show, show, show that side of it and how, hey, this could have been, it could have been more type thing. Yeah. So what was the, what was the challenge that you came up with uh, trying to, you know, did you script it? Did you, were you just kind of off the cuff? Kind of what was the, what was the process like in recording the podcast? Um, our process was more like we copy and pasted the entire apology into um, a doc, and then we put comments on where we wanted to speak up about uh, about it. Um, and like we made sure that we had done our research before then. We knew everything that we wanted to talk about and touch on. Um, so we can like really go in depth on what we think that he did incorrectly or what he should have done better. So was it like a more of a a panel discussion type thing or was it more like you guys were just hey here's the topic and then you each gave your viewpoints or was it more of like uh an, an interview format um so it was more like a discussion because we were discussing of what he could have done better or what he could have acted upon how elisa was saying and we were just went off of that and we were just trying to get comfortable talking to each other during the whole process. 
All right. Um, looking at that, like on the, the editing side, or did you do it all in one take or did you have to, to cut it down and have to use those critical thinking skills to pick, you know, pick and choose the best, best bits? Um, we definitely had to re record the entire thing because <laughs> um, we had a really hard time figuring out the tone of the podcast. Uh -huh. So our first like recording wasn't really matching what we were talking about so we had to re-record match the tone of the podcast um and match the tone of what we were talking about like um have it be more serious because we were all like pretty nervous we were laughing a bit and for uh what we were wanting to talk about we didn't really want to like make jokes about it or laugh during the podcast we had to re-record um be serious about like what we were wanting to talk about be passionate um but also have um, our voices be interesting to listen to. So that was kind of difficult to figure out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, less than 20% of communication is actually the words that come out of your mouth. It's the tone, the body language, you know, the context of the situation. Um, so were, did you guys recognize that while you were recording or did, did you go back and re-listen to it and say, hey, this isn't really the tone we're going for. Maybe we need to check this back again. Well, since we were short on time, um, we couldn't really like listen through the entire podcast on our own. We asked Mr. Burdess actually to listen to it. He gave us a lot of feedback that we used in our second recording of the podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, great. No, and, and Danny, if you're still on the call, I'd love to hear kind of what was the, the feedback and kind of how that process went and, and being able to listen and just say, hey, you know, maybe, maybe we need to take a different approach. Yeah. Um, one of the kind of founding things, another founding thing at New Tech is, is feedback. Uh, we encourage them to give each other feedback. Facilitators give learners feedback and often learners give facilitators feedback. Uh, on theirs, I listened to it and there was a lot of just nervous laughter. Um, they weren't making light of the topic. They were just nervous. Of and course, it didn't yeah. obviously match up with, you know, the topic, you know, the residential schools and kind of the impact on uh, the native population there. So I just pointed that out. Um, otherwise, it didn't really need a lot of work. It was just kind of that matching the tone of, of their delivery with the tone of the topic. Right, right. So, all right. Well, yeah, I can't imagine that would be always the easiest uh, conversation, but it sounds like, you know, you guys have, have trust between the facilitators and the learners um, to be able to have kind of that 360 communication. So, all right. Do we got yeah, any? I think so. We gotta, yeah, we, we want to be respectful yeah. of time because, you you know, you guys, you guys got ed, young minds to educate. So, so we have one more person um, on the chat or on the Zoom. Um, and her name is Koei, and she was the only one who moved forward using an individual podcast. So she did all of it by herself. Um, and so I thought it would be good to include her voice because even when you're working independently, even when you're doing work on your, your own, you still have to depend on other people to help you get that high quality product. Um, mm -hmm. And Mr. Burdess can attest like her quality of product was really amazing. Um, so I would love to hear her talk a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. How, how was that experience working uh, working by yourself instead of in a team environment? Um, I think it was much easier because I didn't have to deal with um, others' input on what I was creating. And it was just, it, oh, I don't know how to explain it. It was, 
was it more, what was your process like? Um, again, did you script everything out or did you just kind of hit record and just start talking and, and see where you see where the conversation went Joe Rogan style? So I completely scripted my podcast out. So I followed it to a T. So I, I pretty much wrote an essay before I started mm -hmm. and it had multiple paragraphs. And so each paragraph I recorded separately and it probably took about 10 to 15 tries, if not more on each paragraph to get it perfect. Okay. So it was a lot of re-recording and trying again and trying again and trying again. So, so kind of similar to what, uh, what uh, I, I believe it was you here was saying earlier, uh, was it more, how did you get to that point where you said, okay, this is, this is good enough. And if you went back and listened to it today, would you go back and say, I could have done more? Um, I definitely think it could have been a lot better. I wish that I was able to have the tones all match up within the clips because they all kind of had their own different tone. Mm. Um, but the reason I didn't try to record it, re-record it was because it one took so long to get the recordings to begin with. And two, I was very um, tight on time. I did this like the night it was due ah. because I had been, I had been sick the like past three days before it was due. And so I didn't have as much time and I just had to use what I had. Gotcha. Gotcha. Had you done any, uh, any podcasting before or any uh, audio editing or anything like that? Or was this kind of something you were learning for the project? Um, I had done a podcast once before for another project that we did in this class. Um, but I used like actual microphones and we had someone else edit it. So this was the first time that I had to, I used my phone because my computer was like messing up the audio. So I mm -hmm. just used my phone and then used iMovie to just put all the clips together. It's, it's fascinating to me how we've gone from these massive production facilities to now you can put out a quality you know, award-worthy podcast using nothing but your phone. Like, it's just, it's crazy the, the, how technology has progressed that far. So do you think that um, having experience in a past podcast, working as a team and with a separate editor, which method do you prefer, uh, solo or, or working, in a, working in a group? I think I do prefer solo because I'm quite, what would you like, hard-headed? I'm not- Okay. I'm you know, definitely a, more of a leader than I am a follower. Gotcha. We call that so it can be a personality. Personality. <laughs> that that's that is type A personality in the business world, which is great, and that's where uh, you know I think it's interesting looking today. Um, you know, hearing the different approaches that the students took, the different methods, the different things, just showing how diverse of a way there is to approach a specific problem. You know, all the different students had different approaches, different groups, and so there's no one right way to 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 you know to to address this issue. Uh, so what was one, what was the biggest takeaway that you took from this whole experience? And I'd, I'd open that up to any of the students. My biggest takeaway from this experience was to do more work, even when you're sick, because trying to do it the <laughs> night before does not go well. 
Gotcha. That, yeah, sometimes deadlines are deadlines and that you got to fight through it sometimes. So uh, anyone else uh, uh, that, you know, had a, had a good takeaway from this? I think I have. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. I was going to say, and this isn't just for podcasting, but it goes for anything, is that you are your own biggest critic. Because I didn't have too high of an opinion on our own podcast. Like, I know it put we put effort in it, but... I was thinking there was probably definitely better podcasts, but now we're one of the finalists. That's awesome. So I, I, that's a really, that's really good life advice. You you always are your own worst critic. That's true. Uh, you're here. I think you had something to say. Uh, yeah. So I think one of the biggest takeaways from this project is that, you know, I learned that quality things take practice and patience, you know, like when I was trying to match the tone, my friends told me, Hey, you need to stop sounding so monotone. And, I agreed that, yeah, it was sounding a lot, a bit monotone. <laughs> I could put somebody to sleep with that. but <laughs> um, So what I did was I practiced it at home. I practiced it when I could. I got feedback from my friend. Um, and so, yeah, just I learned how to be a bit more hardworking and a bit more patient and learned how to do more quality work. That, that's awesome. Sometimes, you know, I, I, you'll, you'll hear I, one of my favorite phrases I like to use when somebody's telling me to do something like, is it done yet? It's, do you want it done quick or do you want it done right? And mm-hmm. so that's, that's kind of the, the lesson I was like, you've learned there's sometimes doing something correctly takes more time. All right. Anybody else uh, t- have a takeaway before we uh, wrap this thing up today? Um, um, I think the biggest takeaway I had is that you can achieve a lot more than you think you can because when we started we kind of we weren't taking it too seriously because we didn't think we could be the best in class so we thought it's whatever but then we've made a pretty good product and I'm pretty proud of that that's awesome so it's like you took that pressure off yourself of saying hey we're not gonna we're just gonna do we're gonna do the best thing that we can and if people like it they like it but we're proud of what we did yeah for sure that, that's awesome uh Elisa it looks like you had uh something you want to chime in yeah, um, my biggest takeaway on the project was um, more about like whenever we were researching, like we did a lot of research, we really dug into the um, project and into our topic. And even though like the um, podcast was only supposed to be under eight minutes, it was really hard to cut that down because of how much we knew about the subject. And just because it was eight minutes doesn't mean that we should learn less about what we wanted to say because the more that we learned about it, the more passionate that we got about the project because um, like there were a lot of bad things that happened to these indigenous populations and we got like really passionate about what we were trying to say. So the more that you learn about what you want to talk about, the more interesting it'll be for everybody else. That, that's a really, really good takeaway. So, I mean, I'm hearing creative thinking. I'm hearing critical critical thinking skills. I'm hearing creative writing, outside-the-box approaches. Like, you know, it sound, sounds like you guys have, have got some, some really great instructors teaching you all sorts of things that are going to be applicable beyond just this project and through life. So, uh, looking at my camera, it says Casey, but that definitely looks like Seth. So, does Seth, did you have something you yeah, want to talk about before we go? <laughs> um, so, 
Um, one of the big takeaways that I had was um, when listening to other podcasts as um, kind of like an example of what we're supposed to do, I felt like with um, important topics that we're making podcasts of, it's really um, informative to have people have their own take with a podcast on a very important topic that we could like uh, see in our world. Like for our group, at least we had toxic masculinity. And with our uh, podcast, I felt like um, we transformed just that like worldly topic and we made something that um, was not only interesting to listen to, but also kind of showed a, like a big picture and a, a big idea. So that that's awesome man i'm glad you were able to uh, to jump on here and you're we got your we figured out a workaround to the audio situation so critical thinking on the spot all right uh casey danny um as you guys being instructors for this project and having gone through it what's the next steps for the students and is this a type of project that you would consider doing again for future classes um so we've submitted uh, let's see. Yeah, everybody that we've had on here got submitted to the podcast challenge competition uh, because there are two of us were able to submit uh, multiple um, projects. Uh, and we've done this particular project before. Um, so I think we'll probably continue it again next year. Kind of like we've highlighted here, it just allows them to tap into so many of the different skills that we've been working on, you know, all year um and and put all those skills together which is kind of always our goal for a final product all right casey any final thoughts you know i think like you said um earlier that like literally just a moment ago you said something about having like really fantastic um facilitators and i appreciate the compliment and i'm sure mr burdess would as well uh but I really feel like the quality of work that our learners produce is, is 100% them. Um, I can't even begin to tell you, like, I wouldn't teach in another building. I love this place so much. And it's because um, our kids work with people who are different from them all the time. They deal with complex material. Um, they have opinions and they care about things and, and all of that stuff kind of comes together to create this academic environment where we can learn together. Um, and so like we give them opportunities to grow and like we give them feedback and we, you know, but they also um, take on so much of the ownership of their learning um, and the ownership of the process of, you know, creating these final products like it, it's all them like we're very happy to be along for the ride with them. I, or at least I am, I'm sure Burdess would agree. Yeah, I would kind of add to that just that oftentimes what we need to do and what we try to do is just get out of the way. Um, I think sometimes adults tend to underestimate teenagers and, you know, when you don't do that and you allow them to kind of take their own direction, they do things that just will wow you, basically. Right just because it's different or a unique approach from what we would do doesn't mean that it's wrong. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And sometimes uh, it ends up better than what I would envision. So, 
Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the Teslas work a little bit better than the old Model T Ford. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not a bad thing to progress. Well, guys, thank you all so much for joining us today on the Chamber Voice of Business podcast. I know you guys got some learning to get back to and some instructing to continue to do here today. So uh, we want to thank you guys. Uh, one final question, Casey, Danny, if are these podcasts that the students recorded available for anybody to listen or do we, is there a way that somebody could access them or do we need to, uh, is it just a, a, a school project and, you know, maybe go check out the NPR podcast. Um, as of right now, they're not available, but I think that with their permission, we would totally be willing to make them available. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, we'd be happy to, to help push that out as, you know, part of, uh, you know, with, with this podcast as well, we can, we can put that out and show some examples of what, what the students did. Um, they actually just got my attention to tell me that they are on SoundCloud. So oh, there can we access go. them. Um, anyone right. can access them on SoundCloud because I forgot that's where um, the way that we submitted. So I'll get a SoundCloud link for all of them and I'll shoot that to you in an email. Absolutely. And we'll add that to the description when we uh, when we post this episode. So that, that's fantastic. So if anybody wants, they can go and check out the uh, check out these awesome podcasts. I definitely plan to do so uh, once I get those links later. So again, this is a, a unique approach to learning, integrating technology, creative thinking, critical, critical writing. I mean, there's so many things that go into this that are just training those those soft skills that these are these are skills that are applicable beyond the classroom and are going to carry these students through through a lot of life uh, and, and help them get get them on a pathway to success. So again, thank you all so very, very much. And uh, we will see you all next time on the Chamber Voice of Business podcast. <laughs>